1: This is John Summerall, head football coach at Troy. You're listening to the Fun Belt Podcast.
0: Thanks. Yeah. If you didn't know before, now you know why they call this the Fun Belt. Very excited about the Sun Belt. You know, while other conferences
2: have been breaking up, our conference has become stronger. The state of Sun Belt football is the strongest in our history. I saw Fun Belt Conference, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. but I got to join the show. It It sounds a lot of fun.
0: I still wanted to post where I told Jeremy I was going to put concrete shoes on him. Yeah, you should. Fun Belt Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Jeremy Harper of howraiser.com, Dusty Thibodeau of Warhawk Report, and Shane Metlin of the JMU Head Coach Search Committee. <laughs> Shane, uh, how many resumes have you reviewed, and, and are we any closer to getting a new Kurt Signetti a uh, figure in Harrisonburg.
1: I think closer. If, if I was actually on the committee, I would not be able to talk with you guys legally mm-hmm. from what I understand. So uh so, so
2: if you know something guys.
1: you can tell us. Yeah. Blink, Here's blink what
2: twice I've and, blink twice searching. <laughs> Here's what I've noticed. There's a lot of you guys on Twitter reporting about like air flights the airplanes landing their destinations afterwards that come from holy cross like all this stuff you guys are going completely insane when was the last time you had a coaching search
1: uh it's been i don't know i mean there was a basketball coaching search a few years ago but everybody was homebound at the time okay um when signetti came it wasn't the same. I mean, it wasn't FBS football when Cignetti yeah. came. I, I mean, that's the big thing, I think. Like, um the the interest level has increased, the stakes have increased, and uh this is what we're seeing.
2: Yeah. You know, I've been through this, you know, they're famously Arkansas State went through this like five times in five years, right? It was a revolving door. It really, well, yeah. And every postseason, about this time, it was monitoring airplanes. Message boards with really wild ideas, you know, you know, Saban's coming. Saw him at the, saw him on campus. The last of the major pro sports league kicks off this week and bet online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season with NFL and college football and NHL in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with w- both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to your bet online today to get on, on the action. Don't forget to use promo co- code BLEAV—that's B B-L-E-A-V, L E A V—to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. <laughs> so, have you heard the, what is the wildest rumor that you've heard? The rumor uh, that
1: he was be true. The Dana Holgerson was on campus, <laughs> and then wow. there was a there what was a, a p- fit. <laughs> there was a plane that came from Houston uh-huh. the same day, okay. but it was like obviously somebody local owned that plane, and mm-hmm. it, it, it I mean it was clearly not Holgerson. Um, but then the, that's that somehow became like people had saw, saw him on campus when I know. And no, anybody that was interested was not on campus. We'll we'll put it that way. So what's funny
0: about that, Shane, is even in the ULM coaching search, somehow somebody found out how to track flights, and they were like, there's a flight from Houston to Monroe, and and it's Holgerson. I was like, no, that's my private plane. I I just wanted some Johnny's pizza.
2: (laughs) Speaking of ULM, ULM got their guy, Dusty. Tell us a little bit about your boy. Brian Vincent. First-time yeah. head
0: coach. He was the interim head coach for UAB yeah. when uh, Clark decided to hang it up midseason or right before the season there.
2: I had some back Long-time
0: back. high school coach, been yeah. the offensive coordinator for New Mexico Lobos. They yeah. had the 47th rated offense, which was ahead of the likes of Arkansas State, yeah, well, sure. Texas A&M, Alabama, Clemson. So hopefully the excitement is coming back on the bayou, at least offensively. And the air raid style will be coming. I'm still on the fence. I, I I don't know what to think. I saw the introductory press conference. I was not just blown away wild, but look, something's got to give. If this is the guy that can fix it, don't wow me and and just fix it and just do it.
2: You know, it's like the total opposite of Terry Bowden, right? Terry Bowden, the old seasoned football coach, old school guy. Where's the tie? Where's the white shirt? from that old lineage of high of of, of college, great college football coaches you guys were like no we're done with that we're going to go back to the young pool pick up a, a hot shot assistant get a little youth in here maybe some fresh thinking maybe this guy is it dusty
0: i haven't talked to him yet so i like i said i'm 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 keeping the open mind i'm i'm trying well, to be fair i will say this we probably have a lot in common that looking at the press conference he was not comfortable in a tie much like I would be if I was up there in a tie trying to talk. So uh, kudos to him for for being on the same page with me, at least from that aspect.
2: I didn't see the press conference, but I know Shane is dying to know this as well. Was the couch in attendance for the press conference? Was the the orgy sofa available for the media to climb upon?
0: It was not there. The the, Um, the press conference was not in the press room. It was up in the library where they have the formalized uh, Hmm. press
1: engagements.
2: All
1: right. Okay. Did, were you able to find it? <laughs> the library? Yeah, I'm assuming that's probably your first time in the library.
0: You know Whoa. the whole reason we have that library is because the one of the two worst presidents that the university's ever had decided he needed a new office.
2: Okay.
0: And so he built a new office surrounded by books.
2: Ooh. So he put his office in the library. Of course. Okay, that's nice. All right. So I do like that. Shane is is mocking your academic credentials. Well, and because Shane's a, a elitist East Coast journalist, so he he feels like he can do that.
1: I mean, I went to the library a couple of times when I was in college. We had a bar called the library. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I lived in the
1: library, man. So
2: it was a nice quiet bar. Of the action.
1: I mean. <laughs> Journalism's not the hardest major. No. I, 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 didn't, I didn't spend a ton of time in the library. I'll be honest. I have a minor in
2: marketing, and my brother calls a mi- minor degree as, or not minor degree, a marketing degree is the degree for dumb guys. <laughs> so I got like a half a dumb guy degree. I, I at least that's how I look at it. All right. So also going on before we head into the into the big. Uh, Championship game, which for a while was pretty good. You got to look at the transfer portal. Opened up on Monday, but there was a lot of leakage going on beforehand. So I've I've been tracking this, guys. I've been piling up all the names and and, and assembling them and and organizing them. And it's like 75 guys right now in the Sunbelt portal. And some of these guys are pretty good. Like they've earned like all Sunbelt honors. Guys like. John Tree Hunter from Georgia State and Marcus Carroll. You might have heard of James Carpenter, Shane, from from James Madison. Yeah, one of my boys, Javante Mackey, great young linebacker. He's leaving. uh, Ten-time
0: Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, Grayson McCall.
2: Grayson McCall. Well, I was going to get to that because there's also seven Sunbelt quarterbacks that are currently in the The uh, transfer portal. One is C.J. Rogers of Texas State. I don't think he saw much time. But Zach Wilkie, quarterback for Southern Miss, he's in. Jordan McLeod, I don't know if you heard of him, but he's in the portal. Bo Allen, Georgia Southern. Bo Allen came in with a lot of uh, sort of steam. I think he's a transfer from some hotshot place, but uh, he's leaving Georgia Southern. Jared Guest, we saw him make a few guest appearances at Coastal Carolina when Grayson McCall was hurt. he's gone Grayson McCall the world's famous quarterback also gone and then Cam Fancher everybody's favorite quarterback and guys did you see what the coach coach Charlie Huff said about the Cam Fancher situation today
1: that was that was pretty wild that he said that <laughs> for for public consumption now i'm not doubting <laughs> It, I mean, it sounds just about right, but like that he uh, said it that bluntly. That was, uh, yeah, that well, was that was quite a quote.
2: Here's and quote. Cam
0: Fancher's mom came to his defense on Facebook, saying that that was not true. They loved the university, they loved the herd, but it was just time for essentially a, a scenery change.
2: Well, here's the, here was his quote. I'm not that sure those statements was, contradict
1: each other that much.
2: The quote was: "This is what Huff said." There isn't a lot of money for NIL, and the fans hate him. The kid has been miserable.
0: Oh, my I agree God. with the, there not being much money for, for NIL, because I just don't see where that's a big economic booming and a lot of discretionary income to have a huge collective or NIL. But to say if fans hate them, fans are going to hate anyone. Fans yeah, hate yeah. us.
2: Yeah. But here's the thing, too. It is days... Days before you you close escrow on a recruiting class in December. Is your message really, come the Marshall, the fans will hate you and we have no money for NIL? That just doesn't <laughs> seem like a good marketing ploy to me.
1: Yeah, that that wasn't the, the best move, I don't think. I mean, I think he's clearly trying to say, hey, our fans need to shape up and help us out here a little bit. Like yeah. The message is certainly more towards the fans than the recruits, I think, but. Still, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that ends up coming back to bite him. Because I was, yeah.
2: let me tell you something, Shane. Anytime you go after fans, I don't care who you are, it's coming back to bite you. Yeah, there's just more of them than you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've seen coaches try to lecture fans before, and it never turns out good. I mean, not even Saban I think can lecture fans without without getting some heat. So yeah, that was a strange. That was a strange thing to say. But yeah, there's some guys that I'm going to miss. And I, I I guess there's, I think there's a 30 day window here. Shane, you know this, right? There's like a 30 yeah. day window. Okay. So there's probably still plenty of time for people to jump in. I kind of expected more blue chip guys to jump in. I know losing a Jordan McLeod or Marcus Carroll, those kind of guys you don't want to lose in the Sun Belt. But I kind of thought we were going to lose maybe more talent than that. And maybe it's just, you know, players having plenty of time to wait it out.
1: Yeah. I mean, although I don't know how much they, I mean, I guess you don't have to be like signed and delivered in 30 days, but it still seems like if you, if you're thinking about it at all, you'd go in right away. Right. Like, well, 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 I don't see what the point of waiting is. You
2: know, I I think sometimes, and God, Dusty, I could be a thousand percent wrong on this, but like how many quarterbacks have jumped in, like not just Mm -hmm. from the Sun Belt but from just college football in general, if you're a quarterback who's on the fence, do you look at that and go, yeah, I don't know if maybe I should stay here because it, it, it's going to be a lot of turnover at quarterback right now, a lot of competition.
0: I'm making the plunge, especially after Matt, uh, Rules talks about a, a, a good quarterback is going <laughs> to cost you at least six, if not seven figures in yeah. the portal in order to get it. You better believe it doesn't matter how good I am How much I love my school! I'm putting my name in the hat and seeing what comes out on the other side.
2: Yeah, do you think a lot of people are putting their names in the hat and then maybe will kind of pull themselves back out of there? I've seen that happen. I don't, I don't know if that's going to become more common or not. But
1: do you think? I think I think that's the possibility. But you gotta, I mean, you gotta know like if you're going to be wanted back for one thing. (laughs) I mean, I see all these guys from JMU, for instance. I think a lot of them. Are like, hey, I don't know who my coach is gonna be. I don't know if I'm gonna like this new coach. I don't know if this new coach is gonna like me. So what do I have to lose by putting my name in? I think there's a decent chance that a new coach can, you know, re-recruit some of those guys.
2: Yeah, that's kind of you still also have the spring window, also. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also a different situation when the coach like like Arkansas State, they had their basketball coach fired, right? And immediately, like, six guys jumped in the portal. Well, the new coach mm-hmm. comes, and about three of those guys said, okay, okay, I kind of yeah. like what this is doing, and they came back. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? Like, uh, Also, Arkansas State had a guy named Corey Rucker, uh, a wide receiver, who, who started off with Arkansas State, ended up jumping in the portal uh, the first year of Butch Jones's tenure, went to uh, South Carolina, didn't like it, came back this last year. Welcome back with open arms. Hey, come back. It was great. It's good having you. We're glad you can make a contribution. A lot of the fans felt that way, but some of the fans were like, hey, once you leave, F you. You're gone. You're dead to us. What do you guys, just on a personal level, Dusty, how do you feel if you like somebody left ULM and then didn't like where they went and then came back?
0: Deuces. The grass is not always greener on the other side. If you can't stick it out like the rest of us and, you know, for better or worse, because it should be a four or five year marriage of, uh, to the program. See ya.
2: That is cool. Dusty. I like it. You
0: you went from being a D one starter (laughs) and really having the reins of the program to now you're, you're jumping to then wind up at a D three or NAI school or oops, you you now lo- no longer have a scholarship anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like, I think it's a case by case type of thing. Some guys have good reasons, maybe families putting pressure on them or things and it just doesn't work out. And they're like, I, hey, I'll know where I go, where I'll go somewhere. I know when they, when they bounce back. But I don't know. I mean, I think you got to remember like a lot of these guys are hearing from a lot of people who don't always like know what's best. And they're still 19, 20 years old trying to make these decisions. Yeah, but but I think, you know, you got to also keep in mind, like like we said, a lot of these guys say, hey, I'll enter the portal and see what happens and maybe come back. And then by the time they're ready to come back, they've been recruited over. So everybody's got to kind of keep in mind, like, you know, what their own situation is. So a lot of the portal guys, they're
0: from uh, the Teal Field there, Jeremy. Do you you think there's some smoke to that fire where we saw the tweet come out that the Shant Collective was uh, no more? And Golden Boy is gone, and everyone (laughs) else is too.
2: All right, so just looking at who jumped it, where the jumping is going going from right now. Uh, ODU, a lot of people from Old Dominion are jumping. Georgia State had a wave of guys just take off. And, and, you know, but not nearly as many as what's going on at Coastal Carolina, where they had the new coach who did pretty good, you know, brought the team close to an Eastern championship, right? If they had won the game, they would be, if they had beaten JMU the last game of the season, they would be the Sunbelt Eastern champions. So, I mean, they're one game away from that championship game. And now you've got, it looks like more than 20 guys. I think it's about 20, 21 guys from coastal Carolina have taken that plunge. Uh, some of them are like Grayson McCall, or like a, we, we call a graduate student, <laughs> a guy who's been there forever. I don't blame Grayson for leaving. He's, he, he can find something else. But a lot of these guys are like, where are you going? What, what's going on here? You know, the, you, you get the news about the NI, NIL collective shutting down. How does that even happen? How does an NIL collective shut down? I mean, that's just strange. they're they they just not doing a good job. So what is going on? Shane, do you have any idea? Have you heard anything? Have you tapped into the journalism community and found out any juice, any scoop that we can use on Fun Belt Podcast in regards to coastal Carolina's
1: exodus? not really. the the collective shutting down is is I'm really curious about that because oh, you know nothing fun. about. It. I, I i I don't know why it happened i i'm i'm wondering like they kind of hinted didn't they that like maybe something would replace it but then there hasn't been any word of that it's it's weird that that just like all of a sudden shut down i don't know if that has anything to do with the with the people deciding to transfer but i mean obviously there's got to be some people who were expecting to get paid that won't be now right be I, mean,
2: I mean I mean if I look at the collective that's going on with Arkansas state, it's not an easy job. I mean it is it, there is a lot that goes in, that involved in having a collective and you can get it wrong and I imagine I don't know maybe at, at coastal Carolina like whoever was in charge of it was like, hey man, this is a bigger thing than I I, I didn't want to get involved in yeah I, at the University of Arkansas, they actually kind of got rid of their first collective and just kind of restarted with a new one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I kind of wondered if that was what was going to happen at Coastal, but I haven't heard anything along those lines yet. I will say, I don't know what the statistic is for football, but I've been told the statistic for basketball, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but like, there is just typically an uptick in transfers when a coach finishes his first year.
2: Hmm, There are
1: guys who like, you know, just decided they were going to give that new coach a year and see where they fit. And now they know they don't really fit, but like
2: they went through the year, saw that they're not going to fit in the program. and Yeah.
1: Like, the, the, you know, they, they gave it a fair shot and they're just like, this isn't the place for me, but you know, I don't know what the statistic is for football and obviously everybody's transferring from everywhere these days, but I want, that could have something to do with like maybe coastal having more than some other places. Because he did, he did seem to convince a lot of guys to stay that first he year. Did.
2: Yeah,
1: maybe uh, may, may under the like arrangement, like, "Hey, give me a year and let's see how it goes." And now this is the the backside of that. See,
2: it'd be a cool soap opera if just things were completely falling apart at Coastal Carolina, but that's probably yeah. not
1: what's. Happening. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> their basketball coach re- retires in the middle of the season, so <laughs> who knows? Yep. There, there may be crazy things happening.
2: That's right, Dusty. I believe legendary Cliff Ellis has retired from basketball. Former show guest. Yeah.
0: With the brilliant plan that we probably will not get to see enacted now for the NCAA tournament, put them all in. <laughs>
2: That's That right. <I> was so his <laughs> plan. Yeah. What a one, great
0: one, one through like 330 or whatever it is, and just bracket it and let's roll with it.
2: I remember I asked former head coach at Arkansas State, Mike Bellotto, who was your favorite guy? Your favorite coach in the Sun Belt, and he said Cliff Ellis. He said Cliff was a great guy, funny, great to be around, kind of a mentor. And now he's gone. But you know, I, I don't want to say he overstayed his welcome. I think he he was still coaching some pretty good basketball at the end there. But he's been around for a long time, and this gives Coastal uh, Carolina an opportunity to get some fresh blood.
0: Also, in basketball news, a couple <laughs> yeah. big non-conference wins. Yes, with at state Mm
2: -hmm. somehow
0: getting Auburn and Bruce Pearl to come to Boone. And then they beat them. Yeah. You know, selling pictures as a fundraiser of everyone storming the court.
2: (laughs) Credit to Bruce Pearl, because he does tend to take his team to strange places in the OOC to toughen up that team. So good for him. There is no tougher place in my opinion, to go to play a basketball game in the OOC season than Boone. What, what a great win for Appalachian state for sure. But man, I, I don't like even playing a conference game at Boone, <laughs> let alone have to drag my team into those mountains, try to get acclimated to the, to the, to the, to the height difference. And then play some basketball in an arena that has some pretty, pretty rabid fans. So congratulations once again to coach uh, Dern, right? Kearns. Um, Kearns, goddamn. Yeah, I gotta get into basketball mode. And Kearns is one of the better coaches in in, in uh Sunbelt basketball. I gotta remember that. But man, congratulations to Coach Kearns. He's really got that program humming. I believe second in the net for the Sunbelt, just behind James Madison.
1: I believe you're correct.
2: Yeah, because I looked. <laughs>
0: I feel like you're just sucking up to Shane.
2: I am sucking up to James Madison basket. Sucking up to anything James Madison, man. They they rule the sunbelt with an iron fist. They're my they're my warlord.
0: Shane when there's a new coach, will will there be like streamers that pop out of a chimney or something like that to announce it much like, you know,
1: the Vatican has the white smoke. I don't know, I think that's a good idea. Like <laughs> You know, maybe maybe like a chimney cannon or something or a, a streamer cannon or something like to
2: uh, uh call everybody. <laughs> hey, so well, Dustin, you said there were two big wins. What was the other one? I don't remember. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. You know, all right. Why so would, we,
0: what, look, yep. look, Jeremy, you remember back when I used to actually plan all these elaborate show notes of everything we were going to talk about. And there were would random, never read
1: them.
2: <laughs>
0: y- y'all would never read them. And so, you know what? It's, it, it became a, I'm not going to waste my time All for right. stuff that y'all are not even going to read. And so screw it, it is what it is.
2: God, it just feels like there was another big win in basketball. You know, James Madison's still undefeated. That's kind of cool. You know, so, You know, South Alabama, guess who, guess what? They're back to 500. They, they had a big win, ULM. I think had like a hundred and ten points over Champion Christian. Hey, congratulations! I gave up
0: sixty three yeah. to Champion Christian.
2: <laughs> yeah, but still, still, points of points. That's pretty good. My Alabama just, beat Arkansas State. Yeah, I watched that game. The second half much better than the first. Uh, but uh, but uh, coach in my DMs kind of, chat me up a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's been a. It's been interesting. I, I'm looking forward. I feel like I feel like the Sun Belt scenes kind of getting a little bit better. You know, they started off so slow. I think, I
0: think but then there's Georgia Southern.
2: I don't know. Georgia Southern's terrible. Yeah. If I if yeah if I had the net rankings in front of me, I believe they'd be dead last. I believe you'd be right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, the other big win. Yeah. Uh, Southern Miss went to Birmingham and beat UAB.
2: Oh, you know they're coming to Arkansas State. UAB is coming uh, on Saturday, so trying to figure out if I am going to make it up to Jonesboro for that. But, Yeah, that's did you a good also point.
0: Go check. Did you also call and check on Ben Moore after Kennesaw State beat Georgia State?
2: <laughs> no. no, Ben. You know when the basketball team's quiet, Ben's are not doing well. Ben's very quiet on the on the social medias. So he on needs see. You know, I talked a little bit about arrogance before. How arrogance can be good. You know, he has that arrogance when the team's winning, you know, and then when the team's not winning, he doesn't. Speaking of Uh, er air. Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say it was a great segue there. That Speaking of that, (laughs) the president of the NCAA has implied twice now that there's only going to be a hundred teams, maybe even a little bit less than that in this new NCAA that, also has the proposal of paying student athletes $30,000 each and the universities have to agree to do it across the board. Now the caveat of that is they've always only talked about football, but with title nine, you got to pay everybody. So you got to pay your women's golf, the swimming and diving, the soccer team, the equestrian team out of that. What does that do to the program? Are we all going back to being a one double A type of program where we don't have as many scholarships? We don't have to pay the NIL tax or whatever you want to call it. Or, or what are we looking at if this comes to fruition? Because I I don't think anybody except maybe James Madison in the Sunbelt can pony up the bucks.
2: Yeah. I feel like Shane's going to have a better outlook on this. I, I will say though, that one There's a lot of knee jerk reaction to that proposal that, you know, they put it out. And and there's a lot of like, that seems like a good idea. And then there was a lot, here's the NCAA trying to be relevant. You know, they're, they're finally coming up with a plan. Is that a perfect plan? No, but here's something that we can at least work with. I will say that the structure as it is now, where the fans are paying for the NIL, is crazy. Fans bailing out. This, this whole problem with student-athletes being paid is a terrible idea, and it's bad for the fans. The people making money off student-athletes aren't the fans. The people making money off of student-athletes are Adidas and Nike and ESPN and Fox Sports. Why aren't they putting into the kitty? Why aren't they matching funds? Why isn't there a structure in place where they put in money to pay athletes? But Shane, help us out here, please, with your journalistic integrity. (laughs) Parse this out for us.
1: No, I'm kind of I'm with you. Like it, it doesn't make much sense that it became like fans putting in donations to do (laughs) this. I mean, nil. It its name, image, likeness. The whole thing was just supposed to be like, hey, we're not going to stop people from selling (laughs) T-shirts anymore, or like doing a local car dealer commercial, and then. It somehow became, like he said, like that they're asking fans to donate money that they probably don't even really know what they're donating to. They're just told it's nil. Like, do, do people well, even know when they do, donate to a collective exactly where it's going? Like,
2: I got email from my collective. You've got to pitch in. We've all, all hands on deck. We've got to save our student athletes. I'm like, why am I doing this? I already buy and- season tickets. I already do all this shit. I got to do more.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really think like it was all just supposed to be like hey, like you know, the kid who's on scholarship to play cello can still, <laughs> you know, go down to the local coffee house and put a cup out. Like yeah. it was supposed to be the same thing for, you know, basketball players or like the the golf team, you know, previously was not able to like put up a flyer saying, "Hey, I'll give you uh less okay. swing lessons." And now yeah. they can. Like but how it became, yeah, like you said, basically panhandling the fans to like cover all this. I I don't know.
2: Oh my god! I I just listening to you, Shane, makes me realize just how just cancerous and toxic this has become. Dusty, give us some good news.
0: <laughs> the good news, Shane. Arkansas State passed the hat at their last game, and they made seven cents. So, you know, things are looking up for the Red Wolves.
2: I love that Dusty, citizen of ULM, is trying to make some sort of
1: poverty <laughs> statement about other schools. That's yeah. Hey,
0: just
2: because a place
0: called Poverty Point is right by Monroe does not give you the right to say that.
1: But you know that went towards trying to pave the road to the vet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you no, know, you're on your way. You know you've already pissed off Boone. Who else did you piss off? You, you piss off Georgia State. I don't know. You just my teasing
1: off. of Arkansas State is directly Jer- directed at Jeremy. <laughs> I have absolutely no real knowledge or anything against Arkansas. State.
2: Do you know how much how much power I wield? I am Arkansas State Daniel.
1: <laughs> He's the
0: mayor. So speaking of which, right. the good news. Okay, and, and something we haven't talked about. It was probably the biggest thing this past week. Some conference championship. Troy goes back to back, getting the big win over App State. Good game for three quarters. But yeah. then that fourth quarter was just pitball.
2: It might have been more like good game for two and one-third a quarter. I, I don't know. It was like they opened up and like Appalachian State scored. And then Troy scored. And then Appalachian State looked up. And then it was like just completely collapse on Appalachian State part. I tell you, Vidal, he looked awesome. That guy looked unstoppable. No one could tackle him. He was just pounding the offensive line, was just throwing guys around so he could just truck on through. Troy looked to me like the best group of five team in in all of college football that day.
1: Yeah, they they should have been getting more consideration for that. Like, you know, I'm not sure with their losses. Not that their losses were bad, but I'm not sure. Like, if you tell me, like, yeah, they're not – going to get the top ranking, but the fact that they were just never even considered for the rankings, like never, never made sense or sat right with me. Not once were they even considered. It was crazy. So w-
0: w- what do you think? I saw Dave Schultz uh, locked on podcast uh, talking about Sunbelt, that Liberty gave the blueprint of, of how you get into the new year. Six is basically <laughs> have a schedule yep. that's a hundred percent winnable and win baby win. Do do you feel that that's kind of how Liberty slipped in? Is that the fact that they were able to run the tables on a pretty soft schedule?
2: Let's see. He, 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 okay, here's what bugs me about that whole thing. All right, so Florida State, they go ahead, they win their conference, they go thirteen and zero, they win the conference championship game. Denied, college football players because what they're told is. Yeah, yeah, you were 13 and 0 and you won the conference, but you weren't quite good enough because we're looking at your 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 comp, your your schedule here and it wasn't as good as Alabama's. So we're going to put Alabama in the place of you. But on the opposite, they said to the group of 5, which is like the only thing that we can really get is a new new uh, a new new year's bowl game, right? That's our big prize. They said, "We're going to skip this idea that the schedule matters, we're not going to hold you to the same criteria as we held Florida State. We're just going to say, well, whoever went 13-0 and and won their conference championship, well, I, I guess we're going to make them the champion. Not even looking how piss poor that Liberty schedule was. That Liberty schedule was the weakest schedule in all of college football and the college football committee hardly even blinked. They're just like, oh, wait, what, 13-0? That's all they saw. That's all they saw and maybe all the money that Liberty has. And they just elevated them into the New York Six Bowl without looking at a group of five teams that clearly have better schedules, that clearly have better wins. And they were just like, no, no, we're just going to say, right, hey, we told you, if you take care of business, go 13-0 and and win your conference, you'll get in. But for some reason... That doesn't apply to Florida State. They've real this laziness of the college football playoff committee is astounding to me.
1: Yeah, well, I think you you hit it. Like they care which of the conferences get into that top four. Yeah, they don't. They don't care like which group of five school it is. It's like oh. some, you know that they they went to the trouble to uh you know rig it at the top and then at the bottom it was just like you know yeah whichever. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter.
2: Yeah, at the beginning of the year, they lazily put Tulane in there. Uh, well, they won it last year. We're just going to put them in this year. Mm-hmm. Tulane did okay. They had some really bad games at the end of the year. Ended up losing their conference championship. I, I, I They just don't pay attention to the group of five. Even told, Though we were told again and again, if you take care of business and play a tough schedule, you will be
1: recognized. And that is not true. So to go back to the original point of you know, is that the model to mm-hmm. get in? I mean, if you go 13 and 0, you're always gonna be in the conversation. But things had to kind of break right for Liberty this year that sure, I don't think they can, can always see. I don't think they can always count on it going this <laughs> way. That wow. like, you know, one perhaps the biggest competition for that spot was not even considered or eligible. After after, after the take, other after the other teams end up with two losses, like mm-hmm. it's not going to be that often necessarily that you've got a thirteen and zero conference USA team, but the AAC champion ends up with two losses, and the Sun Belt champion ends up with two losses. Like more often than not, you're going to be talking about everybody having one loss at least. Yeah, you're, you're not going to be talking about Tulane losing their last game when they were in the driver's seat, like things had to break pretty much perfectly for Liberty this time around. And yeah, like I say, I mean, schedule soft and go 13 and Oh, you're yeah, you're going to be in the conversation, but I don't know if most years that would have gotten it done for them.
0: But I will say this to defend the committee, which I actually don't agree with, but I I, I definitely have to say this. The SEC is a better conference than the ACC. So even Alabama with their one loss to Texas is still more impressive on paper than a 13-0 and ACC schedule.
2: Yeah, I, I see, to me, that to me is all conjecture, right, uh, and all perspective. It, it, I, and one of the things that SEC has been criticized in the past before, Dusty, when you talk about rigging the game to where – you know, you look better at the end. The SEC is notorious for for putting those FCS games at the end of the year, right? So, you know, so that you know, people forget about that Texas game by now. You know, that all they see is that Al or Alabama's won like you know eight in a row or whatever. I mean, that's the SEC's been gaming that system for a long time. I don't know if the SEC is that much better than the ACC does. Yeah, I really don't. In fact, quite frankly, I don't, I, I don't know if there's much that much, you know, talent difference in any of these divisions in, in the Power Five, at least. I, I, I think there's a lot of SEC crowing. Oh well, obviously we're the best, but I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, look at some of the teams in the SEC, and you're like, these guys are gross. Arkansas, gross. Mississippi State, disgusting. Vanderbilt, awful. I mean, there's plenty of bad teams in Florida, bad. I mean, there's plenty of just bad teams in the SEC.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if the SEC this year is better than the ACC. Like, nine nine times out of ten, they would be, but this year, I I'm, I'm not entirely... Sure. I, th- I think the ACC had a winning record against the SEC in non-conference games, didn't they, this year?
2: Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And here's another thing, too. Why isn't anybody upset that Georgia's getting the shaft? I mean, if if you look at Georgia's one loss and Alabama's one loss, I mean, don't you kind of... If, if Alabama's so great, then isn't losing to Alabama, the one loss that you have, better than losing to Texas?
1: Well, that's no, what because they're the kings. But that's what people pointed out didn't make any sense. Is like, yeah, if if you're saying that Alabama jumped Florida State, then yeah, Florida State <laughs> should have been sixth, not fifth. Like, because <laughs> it makes sense that Georgia State, Georgia, would be above them too. That they clearly just said these are the four teams we want. Okay, now stick stick Florida State on the outside.
2: Yeah, and I the only reason why it matters to me because I compare what happened to Florida State with what, how Liberty somehow ended up in the in, in the G6. It, with my point being, yes, strength of schedule really seemed to matter for Florida State, but it doesn't seem to matter at all for Group of Five. You just got to win 13 games. And to me, that's just not fair. It's not fair to the Group of Five.
0: On that note of being fair to the Group of Five, the Sunday owns the postseason.
2: 12 teams
0: going into the bowls. We will talk more bowl game next week when we kind of get ready for actual bowl, bowl week action. But looking at the games, guys, are there any games that really just stand out to you that you're like, man, that's the game that, that I'm definitely watching or even uh, trying to go to?
2: Well, I'm definitely going to the Camilla Bowl with Arkansas State versus uh, uh, Northern Illinois. Two A matchup of two mighty six and six teams, Dusty. I'm there. I've got the premium tickets. I'm coming down there. We're going to have premium drinks, premium food. It's going to be awesome. Shane,
0: any ball game that you have circled?
1: I sounds like a homer pick, but you know, JMU Air Force is
2: that's a good game. Seems,
1: seems like a good seems like a good matchup. I mean, those that's are two teams. Thing, so. yeah. right? like eight, eight to nine weeks into the season, those are teams that we were talking about. Like, yeah. hey, these are, these are the ones like yeah. from the group five, right? Like, you know, so I don't think that'll be fun. I mean, outside of that, um, you know, I'm trying to remember who else where.
0: So the the reason I'm not excited about that JMU game. Hey, I was hoping that the New Orleans bowl was going to be Jack State and GMU as the ineligible bowl. So, so I, I'm disappointed in that. that.
2: So bad. You want so to so bad. <laughs>
0: and, and I don't know, is is James Madison going to be able to block out the noise of Signetti leaving, all these coaches leaving? our kids opting out of the bowl game? Or or what exactly is going on with that team? That I think it's just going to be too much noise that the dukes are not going to be able to overcome it sorry to ruin my pick for next week
1: yeah i i don't know. that that is the like one thing to me is like just how well jmu will play and i don't even know if it's so much the noise it's you know they've got a four person coaching staff right now trying to get ready for air force like <laughs> which you know would be all hands on deck trying to game plan for that system no, in a normal so situation did he
2: say he was going to coach the game?
1: And he did and then he went to indiana and said Oh, but 90% of my intention is going to be here. And then, uh, yeah, well, and then Jeff Bourne said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll never mind.
2: <laughs> That's probably <laughs> and, what you need. To like,
1: do. So far, I've only heard that there's only a couple players opting out of the bowl for JMU. I mean, is we'll Cody see.
2: going to play in it.
1: He says he is. Yeah. He's been oh, practicing. Yeah. I,
2: thought and, I read that. I thought, oh, okay. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah. He says he is, um, you know, really like the main one that's opted out so far is Mikhail Kamara on a defensive line. Yeah. Um, he he's real good. He he's in the portal though. He's got some injury history. I can understand him like saying like, you know, this might not be the worth the risks for me unless, unless a new coach comes in and convinces him to stay. So I'm
2: kind of surprised that I, I would think that once you're inside the portal, <laughs> I always think of a physical place, like a place you live in. Once you're inside the portal, it always seems to me that that means you, you don't have a home. Like you're not, you shouldn't. You're not on the roster anymore. You're you're in the portal. So I, I didn't realize that you could be in the portal, but also be like, yeah, I'm going to play in the postseason.
1: Yeah, you see it not not all the time. But you see it more with like uh, Ivy League guys, oh. where you know they're not allowed to play as grad students. So it, it is allowed to like be in the portal and still play. Like those guys will go into the portal, you know, yeah. basically saying like, hey, I can't play in the Ivy League anymore i'm going to move on next year but i'm still finishing this season so it's allowed but you don't see it like at a school like jmu that often
0: my bowl game that i have circled actually have two Ooh. for those scoring at home and care how can you not pick the weirdest game of big red versus the big <laughs> weird, big weird monarchs uh, I hope Ricky Ronnie can pull it out. And I hope it's as weird as we all hope it is. And, and that we're able to get another win over Conference USA. But I think that the other great game is going to be is that Max Sunbelt matchup of Miami of Ohio against App State. Absolutely. That is a good game. App State showed some life at the end of the year. Was it a fluke? Or are they back for real?
2: All right. Now, here's the thing about the Mountaineers in the postseason. They have not been good. Like, uh, they've been destroyed by Western Kentucky. I want to say they got destroyed before then or whatever. I get a little worried about the Mountaineers in these bowl games. That being said,
1: on paper, this looks like a great game, Dusty. Yeah. And I think they've got the momentum. They got, you know, Joey Aguiar says, I'm coming back. Like, I think the vibe around App State going into this postseason is completely different than the last postseason where it was kind of like, you know, obviously – I mean, didn't play the bowl game last postseason, but the last couple has kind of been like in, in disappoint, ending in disappointment, whereas this time, you know, I think the vibe's is just different. My other game I'm looking at, though, is Troy-Duke where, you know, it's the, yeah. it's the Power 5 opportunity, and I think Troy has a real opportunity to just like pound – Duke and make a statement for the Sun Belt in that one. I believe Troy is a six-point favorite in that game. So
2: yeah, so it looks, it's
0: basically a home game.
2: Yeah, 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 it's a home game, and Duke's not very good. I, I mean, they're okay. They're six and six, right? Isn't Duke six?
1: Are and six? seven and five. I think. Oh, they're seven good. and five. Okay. Right. Yeah, seven it's and five. Movie. But their quarterback—they don't won't have their star quarterback. Yeah. It's a home game for Troy. Troy is a good team. I, I you know I kind of expect the Trojans to just you know make a statement in that one. Well, so Jeremy's
0: my- going to the Camellia Bowl. I'm going to New Orleans Bowl. Shane, are you traveling to the Armed Forces Bowl?
1: Do be determined,
2: Shane. You call the Daily News Record, and you get them to pony up that petty cash and get you a ticket.
1: Somebody from the Daily News Record will be going. Oh, okay, is it going to be Noah Fleischman?
2: Oh my God, is it no. going to be Noah Fleischman? <laughs>
1: No, sadly. He'll be wherever NC State is. I don't even know where they're at. And they're in a bowl game, though.
0: They won't put you on a Spirit Airlines even to get to Dallas? Yeah, I'm working on it.
2: Spirit Airlines.
0: Shane and Joe, I'll, I'll make the trip up to
2: uh, Fort Worth so I can finally meet you. Okay. Sounds good. You know what my wife said? Megan's like, wait, you have three hosts on that show? I said, yeah, Shane Mantlin. She's like, I'm, who's Shane Mantlin? <laughs> I know, Tibbs. <laughs> well, you make Tibbs. Yeah. I still absolutely
0: love that, that That people are like, so so how'd y'all get together? I was like, mm, I don't know. It, it, it all just kind of fell in.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
2: How's it happen? Anyway.
1: Do we need to do like a flashback episode where like it explains the origin story?
2: We need an origin no. story. <laughs> like we need no. like a, a movie where we're kids. And we we meet and yeah, yeah. We
0: all meet up in Monroe and we all just have a uh three guys on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, okay. Jeremy, give us your plug promo or parting shot.
2: All right, so my parting shot was gonna be that diatribe about uh the uh the NIL situation and uh and Florida State. No, no, my it was going to be about Florida State and, and and the group of five team being selected and 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 how that was done. So I'm not going I'm not going to have a parting shot, guys. I'm just going to have a plug. Uh, I've been monitoring all the comings and goings of the tra- of the transfer portal for the Sun Belt. You can check it out at HalRazor.com. They're all in order. They're all there. Uh, several sources that I cite for it. So <laughs> check it out. See if your favorite player's there. Let me know if I've missed a player or if a player that I have listed has since withdrawn his name, I'd appreciate it.
0: Shay, what do you have?
1: Uh, I'll do a promo for Shenandoah Valley Regional Airport. It's fantastic. <laughs> wow. Free parking, which is okay, amazing for me. That's good value. The, the, the folks in the General Aviation Terminal are very friendly. They, they will take good care of you. So if you're traveling to Virginia, I recommend coming through Shenandoah Valley regional airport. SHD mm-hmm. if you're if you're searching it that way.
0: Okay. Did you sign an NIL deal without our consent, Shane?
1: No, but I I I'm sure I'll be back there this week. And uh when I am I might I might talk to them about some sponsorship opportunities. Yeah, I mean we could put their logo right up here. Yeah. They could they, be could, like, they could hey you, you know, people travel in for JMU football yeah. games. Like, let's get them coming through the official, the official airport, the, of the gateway football. to Shenandoah yeah. National Park. We could, and change. our
0: one listener in Cyprus will enjoy that.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, we could. We could t- talk
2: about like, like, uh, like we can instead of promos and whatever, it could be direct flights, or you know, just we can list things that make it all airport sounding. We could do that.
1: Hmm.
0: my parting shot <laughs> it makes jeremy so happy he's okay. gonna giggle like a giddy school girl i can't wait travis kelsey's girlfriend has been named oh. time yes. person of the year
2: she is so great that's all i had for you <laughs> i love i love her i think she's great she is outstanding she's pretty she's talented. She can she can play the guitar. She can sing well. She has this great following. Uh, more power to Taylor Swift. She she you know what? If she said right now, if she said you got to vote for B. A. Baracus for president, there would be like five million votes for B. A. Baracus for president.
0: You mean Mr. T? <laughs>